Welcome to the Real Life English Podcast, where we help dedicated English learners just like you cultivate the courage, the confidence, and the skills that you need to understand real life native English, to communicate clearly with people from all around the world, and to make your life an epic global adventure. Now, are you ready to go beyond the classroom and start living your English? Can I get an aww, yeah? Hey guys, what's going on? So, Andrew and I had a hilarious conversation today talking about everyday words in American English that you probably should not use if you visit the United Kingdom. So, whether you're learning American English and want to know what words to avoid if you are in London, for example, or if you're learning British English and you want to add to your slang vocabulary, you will definitely find a lot of value in this lesson. So you'll learn some normal British slang, but some of these words are also sexual. So if you think that you might find this offensive, then I might recommend that you check out a different episode of the Real Life English Podcast. Otherwise, I think you're going to laugh a ton with Andrea and I. And by the way, we did a bonus slang term that you will only find over on Instagram. That's the word Muppet. So if you don't know that one, definitely head over to Instagram at reallife.english and check it out after this episode. Now, let's jump into the lesson. Oh yeah, boys and girls, citizens of the world, this is Ethan from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, convenient, and... Wicked. Way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to it while you're stuck in traffic walking over to the park, or even... Sweeping your living room. Oh yeah, I'm joined here in the Barcelona studio at Andrea's flat or apartment <laughs> by the one and only Andrea. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. So, you're saying our podcast is Wicked Like a Witch? No. So, <laughs> in keeping in theme with today's podcast, uh, Wicked is actually British slang. We use it when we want to describe something as probably what you would say as awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a really good thing. It's a way of describing something as excellent or fantastic. We mm -hmm. would say that it's wicked. And would you say awesome in the UK? I think people use it a lot more now, mm -hmm. probably from the influence. But like growing up and things like that, we didn't use it so much. We probably used it more in what it actually means, like when you're in awe of something. I think now people tend to use it a lot more freely. Mm -hmm. That's very, very funny that like just that influence of Hollywood and whatnot has kind of caused people to start using more American slang or more American vocabulary in that way. Yeah, massively. I even think a little bit with, um, you know, like the, the American tea. Mm -hmm. I hear a lot more British people speaking that way now too. That's so funny. Yeah. So the American tea, of course, is when you have a T between two vowels and it kind of becomes more of like a D sound, a soft D. So like butter. Mm -hmm. But you're saying, I think in another podcast that it would be very hard for you to say butter, right? Yeah. It's, it's not so natural for me. I do it sometimes when I'm speaking quite fast. Like, um, I, I can't think of an example right now, <laughs> but maybe I, I better go and do something. I might say, oh, I, I better. Mm-hmm. So it's not maybe as strong, mm -hmm. um, but instead of saying better with a true T or better with a glottal T, mm -hmm. I might say better now. But it's funny because like in British, you still would have that difference of the R. So an American would say mm. better 
with that really strong R and the Brits, you have it, it's more of a vowel sound than a consonant. Yeah, it's the schwa sound, mm -hmm. which is a whole other topic altogether. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but it is very appropriate talking about differences between American and British because today we are going to talk about a topic that could get Americans into trouble if they're visiting London or somewhere else in the UK of certain words that we use quite often in the US but that a Brit might be offended by, right? Yeah, so these are everyday American words mm -hmm. that you have to be cautious when using in the UK or you might even want to avoid them altogether just so that you don't offend anyone or cause yourself any embarrassment. Totally, so if you've been learning American English and you're going to go visit the UK, maybe you want to avoid some of these or maybe you'll want to use some of them, who knows? <laughs> but before we get into that, I think it'll be a really fun topic and hopefully you'll be laughing a lot throughout this podcast with us. But first, we want to take a look at today's shout out. So today we have a shout out going all the way to Argentina, South America. We're quite fond of Argentina because we have a few people in our team that are from Argentina, from Buenos Aires and from Catamarca. So it's really great to see that we're also getting some podcast fans out there. So. Nikki from Argentina says, marvelous and mesmerizing podcast. So she says, hey there, Nikki here. Actually, sorry if it's, I'm not sure if it's a guy or a girl because it could be both, right? The name Nikki? It could be. I don't know sometimes depending on the spelling, mm -hmm. um, if you can tell whether it's a guy or a girl. So they say, <laughs> hey there, Nikki here from Argentina. I've started listening to your podcast last month. Now I watch your podcast every day. I love it because it's a combination of British and American culture. Andrea, your British accent truly is the best. Finally, I can learn English in an entertaining way without wasting my time on boring textbooks. My English skills dramatically improved since I started listening to your podcast and watching Learn English with TV series. Real life English really bears fruit. Aw, yeah. So he really, he really was buttering you up, right? Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Thank you very much. I feel truly honored. And what does that mean if someone butters you up? So if someone's buttering you up, it means that they are complimenting you mm -hmm. and saying lots of nice things to you. Um, yeah, to kind of make you happy and... Oh, I've gone on a bit too long there. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose in some situations too, saying that you're buttering someone up, it could be negative depending maybe on how someone says it. I of course mm. meant it positive, but sometimes people might do this, like for example, with their boss to try to gain favor from their boss. So, but I certainly don't think that Nikki is trying to butter you up in a bad way. I think it's all positive. So, yeah. uh, and Nikki also said that our podcast bears fruit. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? So we usually, sometimes this goes with to bear the fruit of your labor. Mm -hmm. So if you're working hard on something, then for example, the, if you're planting trees and then you start to see the fruits uh, grow, then it means that all your hard work was worth it. So uh, what he or she is saying is that real life English really shows you that if you listen to the podcast, if you watch Learn English with TV series, you're going to improve your English. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And Learn English with TV series is our channel over on YouTube. So I highly recommend that you go check that out if you want to have a lot of fun learning English with some of your favorite TV series, movies, and music, and even more. 
And of course, if you want us to shout you out, just like we have for Nikki today, all you have to do is head over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to us and leave us a five-star review. And of course, the other benefit of this is that you'll also be sharing the fruits of our labor with other learners from around the world. So that said, let's see what our quote of the day is. So I'll let you do the honors, Andrea. Okay, so today's quote is, language is not a genetic gift, it is a social gift. Learning a new language is becoming a member of the club, the community of speakers of that language. And that's by Frank Smith. So that's really interesting. So what exactly do you think he means by this quote? I think it's saying that anyone can learn a language by saying it's not a genetic gift, like it's not in your blood. Mm-hmm. Um, just because maybe your parents were really good at learning languages and you know many languages, like you don't necessarily inherit that. Um, but it is a social gift. So by that, he means that it's a great opportunity to become part of a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you speak that language, you can connect with people and you become part of a global community very much like real life. Mm -hmm. That's totally my perspective on languages. You know, like I think when you're a native English speaker, it really is kind of like, uh, I don't know if it'd be a genetic gift, but it's a gift definitely of having been born in an English speaking country, because obviously it's a very useful tool to be able to speak natively. But I know a lot of people will travel to other places and maybe even go live in other places. And because of English, they don't really need to necessarily like learn the local language they can get by just mm-hmm. by speaking English. But for me, definitely in living in other countries, it's always been something I've really valued to be able to really get to the heart of, you know, what it's like to live in that country by like learning the language and everything. And there's another really great quote that I love like this. I think it's from Seneca. And, and that's something like, if you speak to a man in a language that he understands, that goes to his head. But if you speak to him in his language, that goes to his heart. So I think when you are like traveling and stuff, if you can, even if you just learn a few words, I think people will really react in like a positive, open way to you kind of making a little bit of effort to like learn the native language. Oh, definitely. I completely agree with that. That's a really nice quote. Yeah. So you guys got a two for one there. (laughs) And now let's get ready to learn some everyday American English words that are offensive if you go to the UK. So what's the first one, Andrea? Okay, so the first one is thick. And I'm curious to know like what this means in American English because it could mean two things in British English, but mm-hmm. it is also a slang term that's not very positive. Mm-hmm. So thick would mean in the US, it just means something is like wide from side to side. Like, I don't know, maybe you have like a thick cut of meat or a thick piece of wood, meaning that you know, from top to bottom, it's quite big. Okay, so yeah, in the UK, we have that meaning as well. Mm -hmm. But it's also a slang term to say that someone is stupid or unintelligent. (laughs) So it's not very nice. Um, You know, maybe if someone has annoyed you or, you know, you're frustrated with someone and they're doing something that you consider to be the wrong way, you might say, oh, he's so thick or she's so thick. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, yeah. Can be quite negative so it's a adjective too right so you wouldn't say you're being a thick or something like that no it's a way of describing someone yeah so it's an adjective great so in the us you'd probably just say idiot 
or uh, there's so many for these actually we could do a whole mm. podcast on that but <laughs> i think that's one of the most common ones you idiot yeah would you use that in the uk as well yeah we use that a lot as mm. well great and what's the next one okay so the next one is randy randy so randy is a man's name mm-hmm. i don't know if i i think like uh, maybe the other definition people would also understand in the u.s but i'm not sure if it actually like exists or if it's from british influence because mm-hmm. when i think of this one i think of like austin powers do you know those yes. movies he uses that word a lot <laughs> yeah so yeah the the reason why this one can be a little bit dangerous mm-hmm. is because like you said randy is is it quite a common name in america i don't think so much nowadays I think okay. it's it's maybe my parents' generation. It was kind of a popular name. Okay, yeah, because I remember a wrestler called Randy Savage when mm-hmm. I was growing up. <laughs> That's one I think. It has of. a very different meaning than in British English, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the UK, again, it's a slang way to say that someone is sexually aroused or excited. Mm-hmm. Um, a more posh way to say this would be rumpy pumpy. Rumpy pumpy. As well. That one I've never heard. Yeah, that's kind of, I would say that one's a bit dated now. Maybe yeah. older people would have said it. Um, yeah. That sounds like something more like you'd use with kids. So that one might even get you in trouble if you yeah. <laughs> were in the US. People would really be, really be uh, confused as to what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. But yes, it definitely... I think a good way to learn words like this is uh, Austin Powers might be a good movie for people to watch, at least like by American standards. I think that's how we got a lot of like the British slang and things like that back in the day. Yeah, he might even be a good one to do a lesson for Learn English with Could TV be. series. We might, then, have you know. to, we might have to include that if we do a Learn English with TV lesson with this. Yeah. So, of course, this word in the US, we'd probably say horny. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. Could you use the same word also? Yeah, people would would use this word as well, but I guess maybe Randy, um, it's just more of a slang term and maybe one that people would use more, Mm -hmm. I would say, in the UK. All right, so the next one, what is it? The next one is pants. So this one I think we talked about because we talked about, we did a podcast on words that are different in the US Mm -hmm. and the UK, and this was one that came up that's like, in the US, obviously, pants are like the long things that you wear on your legs to cover you. Or as we would say, trousers. (laughs) Trousers. So what does this mean in British English if someone says pants? Where are your pants? So if if someone came up to you in the UK and said, where are your pants? I think the person would be horrified because you would be referring to their underwear. So this is a good one to know because if you're shopping or something Mm -hmm. and you go up to a sales assistant and you're like, oh, sorry, like, where are the pants? Or mm-hmm. can you help me find some green pants or some black pants? <laughs> they might be a bit like... Very specific color. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's important to know that that word in the UK is the word for underwear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is. it does also have another meaning. We can use it as a way to describe something that's not very good. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we say something is rubbish, mm-hmm. like we would say, oh, that TV show was rubbish or, oh, you're talking rubbish. Mm-hmm. But we would also say it's pants. That's so funny. Yeah. You're saying basically like it's underwear. <laughs> well, it, yeah, you'd imagine it would be that. But yeah, it's just a way of saying that something's not very good. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So the next one's kind of related to this, I guess. 
Yeah, I guess so, because it's the same uh, region Mm -hmm. in the body. (laughs) (laughs) So the next one is bum. A bum. So what is a bum? So a bum is, another word for it is your bottom. Mm -hmm. Is that what you would say to describe this body part? Your bottom, your butt, we'd say a lot. Oh, your butt, that's Uh true, yeah. And something I've noticed learners will do a lot, maybe it's mostly Spanish speakers because it's kind of like a direct translation, but they overuse the word ass, which is Mm. um, in English, it's kind of like more of a curse word, I think in the UK and the US, right? Yeah. Even though you would pronounce it, you spell it and pronounce it a bit different in the UK, right? Ass. Ass. Yeah. So ass and ass. (laughs) So like if if you do want to use this word in kind of a normal conversation, then you might be safer going with bottom or butt or... We have a lot of words for this, don't we? Like derriere, back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I guess like in the UK, like the correct word really is bottom, mm-hmm. but it just seems a bit more formal to say that. And if you're having a natural conversation with someone, you would say like, you'd refer to their <laughs> bum, basically. Uh-huh. Like you'd say, does my bum look big in this? You know, like <laughs> if you're getting dressed and, and something, but you'd say, but... But like yeah, that, does yeah. my butt look big? Does this make my butt look big? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but does is a bum also another thing in American English? Yeah, so that's what I was gonna ask as well. For us a bum could also be like you could call someone lazy a bum. Mm. Like, you know, you could say get off your ass and stop being a bum. Yeah. <laughs> uh or you could call like a homeless person also a bum, like someone who's like begging in the street, mm-hmm. you could call a bum. And like usually someone who like drinks alcohol and okay. doesn't really contribute very much to society. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've heard that we don't really use it for that in the UK, but maybe we would call someone a lazy bum or mm-hmm. something like that as well. I guess because if you're being lazy, maybe you're sat down a lot more as well. Maybe that's where it comes <laughs> that makes from. Sense. Yeah. And what would you call like a bum, like a homeless person or? Um, I don't think that we have, I can't think of you a, have word, a slang word, a slang word for huh. them right now. Maybe we have more homeless people than you do, and so we have more slang for that. Yeah, I don't know. Wouldn't it be great if there was some way to understand real English without getting lost and without getting bored? Well, now there is. With our real-life native immersion course, we will take you on a 41-week real-life adventure of the English language, each week exploring a different topic connected to our goal to help you understand and use real native English and make it a permanent part of your life in a way that is fun, natural, and convenient. The best part is you can try it for free with our three-part power learning series. We will send it to your email. Just go to reallifeglobal.com pod. That's P-O-D to sign up. Now let's get back to today's podcast lesson. All right, so we're kind of staying in the same region of the body for the next couple. <laughs> so what's the next one? The next one is Fanny. Fanny. Yeah. So Fanny in the US, it could be a couple things. So it could be like um, diminutive for a woman's name. Like I think it's Francine. Oh. You could call Fanny, but that also sounds to me like an old woman. Like it's not a very common name nowadays. Mm-hmm. It could also be like your butt, like a fanny pack. Mm. Yeah, that's where it's so strange <laughs> for me that it could be your bum. Um, because 
Yeah, and even the word fanny pack, I remember when I first heard it growing up and I just found it so hilarious. So a fanny pack is that little pouch that you put around your waist Mm -hmm. um, to put your belongings in. It's really good for when you go out running and you Mm -hmm. don't want to carry a bag or anything. But in the UK, we call this a bum bag. Bum bag. Yeah. It's like you wear it. Nowadays, people wear it towards the front. So maybe actually like the British (laughs) term makes sense for it. But like... uh, I think traditionally, like we used to use them a lot, for example, for hiking, you'd have like a fanny pack that went like right over your butt. So mm-hmm. it would, it made sense that it's called that because it goes over your fanny. Okay. <laughs> but no, that's not what a fanny is, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> so in the UK, a fanny is British slang for a woman's private area, mm-hmm. for a female genitalia, basically. Yes. So that's kind of a different regions depending if you go to the u.s or the uk and that's definitely that's definitely one you'd want to be more careful with because like in the u.s maybe fanny isn't such a common word but like you might use it with kids and stuff mm-hmm. um kind of like you were you know you were saying like i don't know he fell on his fanny or something like that but in the uk that would be very different it's weird that it's actually <laughs> two completely different things i yeah. know they're in the same sort of region <laughs> but they don't even like mean the same thing at all here which is i I just find it really strange but we would use it you know um i guess there there are some other words as well that come to mind that you might talk about if you're with your friends or something but probably when you're with your friends you'd refer to that area maybe as your fanny Mm -hmm. you know so it's rather informal very informal i suppose anytime you're talking about that but the doctor is not going to not going to use that word no (laughs) (laughs) no all right, so you have another one here, which is very similar, but it would apply more to the male audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the next one is actually a reference to male private parts, um, mm-hmm. and the word is knob. Knob. So in the U.S., this would be like a doorknob, mm-hmm. like a the thing that you grab onto, and it's kind of like that shape as well. So I'm guessing that's probably where that association came from in British English. Maybe, um, yeah, I guess so, because obviously we the word knob as well, so K-N-O-B, in the UK as well, is like the doorknob, like mm-hmm. what you have referred to, that kind of shape, even like on a, on a drawer or something, mm-hmm. like in a desk or a chest of drawers you have, you'd pull the knob mm-hmm. like to open and close it, um, but it does also mean male genitalia in the UK and it can also be used to insult someone. So that's where you have to be more aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, if you're like informally speaking with your friends or you want to curse at someone, you would call <laughs> them this word. Someone really pisses you off while you're on your holiday in London. Yeah. Then you have that in your arsenal of tools. Yeah. Uh, would you also say someone's a knobhead? I feel like I've heard that. Yes, yeah. Oh, he's a knobhead, yeah. That's like saying, so like saying you're thick as well. Knobhead. Yeah, knobhead, if you want to like reduce the H. Like and... The connected speech there. Yeah. It's not, okay. very, it's not very flattering at all. And then, yeah, you can, you start to imagine what things look like. Exactly. You have to be very creative. So the next one you have here. Yeah, the next one is shag. Shag. So for us, we have like not very popular nowadays, but a shag carpet mm-hmm. is uh, the kind of, well, carpet, first of all, is like the type of flooring that you have that's like, um, how do you call that? Almost like hair or something, like soft, Yeah. Uh, which is very popular in the US, maybe in the UK as well, because it's 
of the colder weather? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what we would call it though, because I don't remember hearing a reference to like a shag carpet. I think mm-hmm. that's definitely more American. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would have to have a look and see like if there's another word for it in British English. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you know what that is though? A shag yes. carpet? Yeah. So it's like in the 60s, this was very popular. So if you go to like an old house in the US, you might even see it's like it's a carpet that's like very long. So it's mm-hmm. almost like, I don't know, it's fuzzy on your feet, but... Uh, nowadays, I think it's thought of maybe as not so sanitary. Okay, yeah, I guess so. Maybe because it collects a lot more dust mm-hmm. and bits and things. Bits. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you may have heard this if if you've watched Austin Powers. Yeah, that's, movies. that's another one. Yeah, because he says very shagadelic. Shagadelic. That's true. <laughs> so this is British slang for sex. Mm-hmm. So people do, I I know people do still use this a lot, this word, Um, you know, especially with friends informally, like, you know, if they're talking about their weekend or some (laughs) exploits they've had um, or something they really want to do, they would use this word. Mm -hmm. I think I've heard like a very British thing for us would be like fancy a shag. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's probably, you know, like when we talk about uh, the way that British accents or like people are shown in media movies and tv series like that's kind of a really exaggerated one Mm -hmm. i would say you know because people don't go around saying fancy a shag Mm -hmm. i'm sure there are people that do (laughs) (laughs) but don't go to the uk expecting someone to ask you that (laughs) yeah and the u the u.s we probably would use more like similar i don't know if this is bad but we'd use like the f word more Mm. Which would be like fancy a fuck if you were in the US. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, you know, we're, we're quite polite in the UK, <laughs> aren't we? I think maybe people would kind of use shag as more of a polite way to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we only have one more. Mm-hmm. So the last one is tart. Tart. So in the US, <laughs> we'd say tart, which yeah. is like a type of pie, like a small pie, I believe. Yeah. In the UK as well, it can be like a small pastry or Mm -hmm. actually you can have large ones as well, can't you? I just imagine those little fruit tarts Mm -hmm. um, that are quite nice. So I guess if you were in the UK, you could possibly throw a tart at a tart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could. Yeah, so this actually is, is a slang term again for an attractive woman who is promiscuous, meaning that she has many sexual partners. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's very close to calling someone a prostitute. Mm -hmm. So it's not a good thing. Uh, Please don't go around calling anyone a tart (laughs) if you're in the UK. I suppose unless you really need to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, if you're having an argument with someone and you just want to throw derogatory terms at them, you'd be like, you tart. You see this a lot in British soap operas, Mm -hmm. actually. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. So would that be like uh the word slut in the u.s yeah it'd be the same because like slut isn't the same as like prostitute and i know for example spanish speakers a lot they'll use prostitute Mm. when they want to say slut even though i don't know it's i guess it's probably not so often that you should be saying this in english anyway but um because like in spanish you kind of would use the same word for both but in the u.s we think of like a slut would be a woman who doesn't get paid for sex she just has like many partners because she wants to Mm -hmm. and a prostitute is someone who it's her job so Mm -hmm. um or like a a whore i guess would be the other word as well that that you would use that would be along the same line of 
yeah terms. yeah and i would say that in the uk like people still use those words like slut mm-hmm. um but tart is maybe a little bit less serious like just a taking a step back is maybe quite not as bad as calling someone a slut mm-hmm. yeah but the funny thing is that when i actually i looked up this word <laughs> just to just to find out a bit more information about kind of where it may have originated from and in the 19th century it was actually british slang for pretty woman mm-hmm. So it was actually a positive thing and some people believe that it came from a kind of connected speech really coming from the word sweetheart. Mm-hmm. So rather than saying that whole word people would call someone a tart but then by the end of the 19th century um, it was then used to describe a prostitute. Mm-hmm. So this is the word in, in American English we'd probably say sweetheart mm-hmm. but in British English because often you'll kind of cut an H in a, in a word yeah. it becomes sweetheart right exactly yeah so that's that's very interesting that it actually kind of came evolved from connected speech i think that kind of can happen to a lot of words but mm-hmm. interesting seeing like a word like that in the the uk in that way yeah yeah it's an interesting one and sweetheart like i'm saying it there with a true <laughs> t you could also say sweetheart mm-hmm. like you might hear people especially in the east of london uh with a cockney accent um they wouldn't pronounce the t or the h mm-hmm Sweet art. Yeah. <laughs> we would say probably also like the glottal T, like sweet heart. Yeah. So you, you wouldn't really, you'd do a glottal T so it gets cut off and then you do say the H though. Mm-hmm. I'd probably say that too, sweet heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's all the ones. I don't know if there are any other ones exist or I'm, I'm actually curious now to maybe do a podcast if we can, if they exist like everyday British words that you can't use in the US because... I wonder if there's anything like that that kind of would get people into trouble if they're using them in the the USA because I haven't encountered that so much. That would be interesting. You have to try and find out. And then look maybe, it up. Yeah, maybe we can do one where it's reversed. Exactly. So we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. We hope that it hasn't been too offensive for you. But maybe if you're traveling to the UK, you'll find some of these words useful if you're in a very specific situation. And if not, hopefully you've at least had a laugh with us. So if you want to learn another funny word like this that is common in the US, but in British it would be offensive, then head over to Instagram at reallife.english. And we have a special exclusive one right over there. So as soon as you finish the podcast, you might want to check that out. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll see you next week on the Real Life English Podcast. Ah, yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all the notes like vocabulary, links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com. And connect with us and on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Then I have a couple great recommendations for you. First of all, check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. Second, if you like our podcast, then our real-life native immersion course is perfect for you. It is the next best thing to studying abroad in an English-speaking country. Try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up.
Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can do this by sending a link to this podcast to a friend or by leaving us a five-star review wherever you are listening. We might even shout you out on the podcast. Stay healthy and safe, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Aw, yeah.